0: Worry convinces us there's danger and then tricks us into getting into fight, flight, or freeze mode, even when there is no danger. Today, Dr. David Carbonell, clinical psychologist, anxiety expert, and author of the best-selling audiobook, The Worry Trick, shares advice on new ways to respond to worrying, rather than trying to eliminate it. Hi, welcome to your great journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit YourGreatJourney.com.
1: Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher, Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks, available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.
0: Dr. David Carbonell, clinical psychologist, anxiety expert, and author of the best-selling audiobook, The Worry Trick, how your brain tricks you into expecting the worst and what you can do about it joins us to offer advice and a more effective approach than trying to eliminate worry. In this episode, Dr. Carbonell discusses how easy it is to be fooled by our thoughts, especially chronic worry, and offers powerful counterintuitive strategy to help you put worry in its place and break the cycle of worry once and for all.
1: The essence of the worry trick is that it describes and advises about the plight that people experience when they have a lot of chronic worry. People with generalized anxiety disorder and some of the other anxiety disorders, they experience large amounts of chronic what-if kinds of worries. And when they have those what-if worries, they treat them like they're signs of danger when they're only discomfort. They treat it like danger. They either try and prove to themselves that bad event I'm anticipating can't, won't ever happen, or they try and get the worry to shut up and go away and stop thinking it. Both of those fail. You can't make yourself stop thinking of something, can't prove the absence of something in the future. And when their efforts to calm themselves fail, they take that as a sign that they're in terrible danger. They think that it's an accurate prediction of future trouble. They they often treat it as though it's a story clipped out of next week's or next month's or next year's newspaper. They think they're focused on the future. Actually, they're just experiencing nervousness in the present that's going on and talking about some hypothetical thing. But it's not a message from the future. It's a sign of being nervous presently now. And perhaps most important, people think that they ought to be able to control their thoughts. I should be able to only have the thoughts I want and not have the thoughts I don't want. And when people share this assumption about worry, then they feel like there's something wrong with them. They're defective, they're weak, they're they're weak-minded, there's just something wrong with them. Those are some of the key misconceptions. I ought to be able to control it. It's an important and accurate prediction of the future. But really, it's simply nervousness I'm experiencing in the present in the form of words rather than physical sensations. People also have the idea, If I'm worrying now, I'm in terrible trouble. Uh, And yet, actually, the fact that you're engaged in what-if worrying is maybe the clearest sign that you could get. I'm not having any trouble right now. Somebody with a dog phobia who worries incessantly about what if a dog attacks me, the only time they're not going to have that thought, what if a dog attacks me, is when the dog is actually attacking because they're too busy defending themselves then. And so the presence of the what-if thought, if a person can notice it and realize it, that's the best sign you can get that I don't really face any terrible external troubles now. It's just these pretend thoughts. They treat the presence of worrisome what-if thoughts as a threat that they either have to disprove or silence. And across the board, they're going to get better results. They're going to live a happier and healthier life if they can come to accept the presence of the what-if thoughts rather than try and get rid of them. Because it's literally okay to be nervous. And So if they can come to treat a what-if thought in the same way they might treat maybe sweaty palms when I get nervous, Uh, Well, sweaty palms is a a sign of nervousness, okay? It's okay to be nervous. What if I get some terrible ailment next year? What if I get fired? What if, what if? These are just ways of being nervous now. These mean the same thing as the sweaty palms. And so I want to treat it that way. I want to allow myself to have the symptom of nervousness. I I might even want to play with the nervousness rather than silence it. Perhaps I can refashion my worrisome content into a poem or a song or a haiku. If I'm bilingual, if I have a couple of years of high school Spanish, maybe I should do my worrying in in Espanol instead of my major language. In all kinds of ways, simply make a change in how we relate to it. And that's going to make all the difference in terms of how we feel. Worry is surprisingly common. Everybody worries, although people that have a lot of worry, they think they're defective. Worry is nothing more than another way of experiencing nervousness, and it's no more important than that. Like with all other forms of of anxiety, if you can notice it and accept it and play with it a little rather than run away from it or try and fight it off, if you can treat it like discomfort rather than danger, that's truly going to be the path out. That's the worry church. This is aimed at people whose anxiety mostly takes the form of worrisome thoughts. So certainly people with generalized anxiety disorder, to a lesser degree, people with panic disorder, social anxiety disorder, where there's a lot of worry as part of their trouble. In some cases, the people who live with and love really worried people who are looking to better understand what's going on with Jim. How can I help Susan? uh, This would be useful to them to avoid some of the common missteps where where you tell somebody, stop worrying about it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Nothing is more useless than that. So people who want to be helpful to those who worry. And also to therapists who do a lot of work with with worried clients. I really hope that they'll get a chance to read this as well. The background to this book was years of working with chronically worried clients. Listening to them describe their plight for years and years and coming to recognize, gee, helping them simply accept the thoughts and work with them rather than against them, that that's much more truly the way out. So it really grew out of the trial and error of of my practice and working with worried clients. The central unique feature is the understanding that You don't need to change the content of your thoughts. If you're having these chronic, what if something bad, Uh, what if I lose my job, what if my son gets ill, what if my spouse leaves me, what if, what if, what if, the path out doesn't require that you change the content of those thoughts. So long as a person is trying so hard to change the content of the thoughts, they're essentially arguing with themselves. And when you argue with yourself, there's no more evenly matched contest on the planet. That's an argument that can go on forever. And so what makes this book unique is it helps you find, I don't need to change the content of my worries and thoughts. I just need to change how I relate to them, how I respond to them. That's the key difference.
0: Thanks for listening to this conversation with Dr. David Carbonell clinical psychologist, anxiety expert, and author of the best-selling audiobook, The Worry Trick, how your brain tricks you into expecting the worst, and what you can do about it. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review it and please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast are not medical or psychological advice. This podcast is offered with the understanding that the publisher is not engaged in rendering psychological, financial, legal, or other professional services. If expert assistance or counseling is needed, The service of a competent professional should be sought.
1: Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks, available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E. M-E-D-I-A dot com.